We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, before we go to before we go to Sean's, let's give some shout outs to people in the building. I see David Fudnick is here. Thanks for Buddy. Uh my man Bankai. Uh Bankai who's been a big supporter of, of the stuff I've been doing for the longest. I appreciate I appreciate you. Uh Mr. Hashtag 53 wins himself. Robert Cross is in the building. Shout out to you. Uh-oh, to- what up, Robert? Shout out to I-95 Bully in the building as well. Uh, Kevin Danishevsky, if you want, if you were requesting to speak, if you want to speak, um, you are next. So raise your hand. We'll bring you up. Um, so just want to give a couple shout outs. Uh, uh, my man, Anonymous, my man, Anonymous, BXBurner718, shout out to you. Uh, so again, thanks for pulling up with us and joining us on a Saturday morning. Some of you might be a little hungover. If you are, I won't judge you. I've been there myself. Um, but let's let's go to Sean, um, and then we'll go to Kevin, and then we'll go to uh, we'll go to Don Cappuccini, uh, uh, KFS legend, and then we'll go to John Cornover. So just everyone, just stay, just be patient, stay tight, stick, hold tight, and we'll get to everyone. Uh, let me say what up to let me say real, real quick what up mark what up Jaden? what up ben what up juan my guys yo filling out the spaces i see y'all jacket here anonymous i wanted to say what up to i can't scroll through everybody i just want to let people talk so go ahead y'all what's up sean yo kp sean what's up study hall help everyone's going well this morning good morning bro good morning. thanks for tuning in 
Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've been I've been following you guys for a while and I just wanted to stick to game two and like my impressions with um the preseason. Like, yo, the second unit looks amazing. Like IQ, Toby, these guys are pretty much untou- untouchable. But I do want to add to like um Sean, you said something about the spacing and particularly like the hot take with Julius. I don't think they would have brought Hart in if they were really prioritizing the spacing. Like Wolf Ray just says he looked a little overzealous game two, Hart missed a few. But I think um, he adds a lot. There's a, I mean, there's an instant improvement from almost like the second unit looks, they play completely differently. Um, but um, what are your thoughts? Like, I was really impressed with, I think, honestly, Deuce. Like, five steals in the first game. Um, I think they called a few timeouts when, uh, when they tried to make a run. Uh, Tip looked pretty pissed off around the, like, early third quarter. But, like, Deuce's defense is, like, a sure thing now. And I think that, like, the way – I think he's going to make it to the rotation. What are, you guys, what are your guys' thoughts? Like, is this guy going to stick around long term? Um, he seems to, like, be one of Tip's favorites. And I see a lot more trust in him. Um, he's getting a little more, more confident. He hit a three. I think it was, like, towards the, towards the third and open three. What are, you guys, what are you guys' thoughts about, like, how this is going to fit? I'm really excited to see how Graham, Grimes is going to – Grimes' return, how he's going to fit and mold. Um but I think he's this I think the defense overall has been really impressive the first two games. You wanna take this Chris or should I? I just wanna say that Deuce McBride was a better small forward last night than Cam Reddish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Listen, I had Deuce top twenty one, I think, in his class. I was high on the kid. Um, I knew he could be really good defensively. I knew offensively he was not going to step in and be some stud. Uh, I don't think he gets regular season rotation minutes this year with our investment into Jalen Brunson. Now you have Brunson, Rose, and Quickly all in need of guard reps. Uh, Go ahead and add in the fact that we still have Fortier on the roster. Uh, Grimes also on the roster, and you start to run out of room for Deuce real quick. So I see a year of Westchester in the future of Deuce and Trevor Keels. Um, I think they are going to get a lot of minutes in Westchester. They're going to get all the reps they can get in Westchester. I don't think they play with the the lead club this year. I do think do spend some time up with the main club, though. Mm -hmm. The reason I think that is because I think Tim sees him a lot similarly to how he saw Frank Delakina in that he needs offense on the court. He really loves defense. He loves having Frank around for the guys to practice against. Yeah. But when it comes to actually playing him, only when he desperately needs defense did Frank ever get minutes because he he was able to sacrifice the offense because he needed defense that bad. So, you know, I don't see Deuce playing. Tibbs, you got to be able to put the ball in the basket, get a bucket if you want to play for Tibbs. Uh, Yeah, I I don't see Deuce playing at all in the regular season. But I I love the kid. I was high on him pre-draft. And listen, I think if someone's out, he'll get a shot. Like if Derrick Rose is out for a game, you know, yeah. they, they will they will let quickly handle the, the duties of point guard off the bench. But I, I bet Deuce is the the nominal one. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think I'm I'm really impressed with the overall unit. I'm, I mean, the roster looks deep. Um, I'm really excited to see how Grimes fits, uh, especially with Evan. Um, it's 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 going to be a very interesting season, but I can definitely see the improvements overall. Um, thanks, guys. That's that's all I really wanted to touch on, other than just Jericho just playing above his weight class uh, against the second unit. Like he he was pretty much dominant um, towards the towards garbage garbage time. But um, we love Jericho, man. Yeah, man. Yo, he needs he needs his praise. He needs his flowers, and I'm definitely hoping he gets more time this year. Seriously. 
I think that's another uh, candidate to <laughs> start games in Westchester. Um, I think they like Jericho Sims. I think they now realize with that deal in the offseason what a steal they had in Jericho Sims. I will say that he was not Leon Rose's draft pick. He was not Walt Perrin's draft pick. Yeah. There is someone else in the Knicks front office, a significant voice in the front office, who really pushed for Sims at 58 and who was given that favor of getting him. He's lived up to pick 58 expectations and more, so he got that second deal. Um, but I think that second deal is the most success he's going to see this season. Like, I don't think he plays. I mean, listen, listen. Mitch Robinson is due to miss six games to ten games at minimum. It's just he's a seven-footer. He's got a big body. Listen, Sims will be the backup center in those games. And Without he will play well. He will put up seven points and nine rebounds or whatever it is he does, like his little high-energy games, and we'll appreciate it. But right back to the bench, he'll go. Yeah, and show up burst. I think he he's athletic. He's got a he's got a high ceiling, a higher ceiling than um fifty eight than being picked fifty eight. Uh, I'm I'm really I'm really excited and hope he gets more time. But um, Sean, I would say before I head out, I think I think the signing of Hart does kind of echo what you were saying about um about about Julius. I mean, I I think the spacing between Obi and Hart, um, especially when you have Sims and Mitch on um as centers, I think there's a lot of potential that uh. I don't think he's gonna. I don't. He may not finish the year. I can. I can agree on that. It's not a. That the take is not as hot as it sounds. I. I'm glad. I, oh, that's interesting because I. I just like the reason why I say it's a hot take is because, and I. I think I said this in episode one, is that every every opportunity this front office has had to trade Julius Randle, they haven't. Either because his vote, either because his value was too low, or because his value was too high. Because he's all NBA guy, we can't get rid of him. Yeah. So. I'm just I'm hesitant. Like they've been to- they've been straddling the fence on this Obi and Julius thing, and I just see them doing it as long as they possibly can. Yeah. Um. So it would that's why I said it's a hot take. I want to say one quick <laughs> one thing about Deuce, and then we'll go to and then we'll go to um we'll go to Dom. Um. Deuce is a tenth man. On an NBA team, yeah, he's he's a, yo he's instant instant. No, 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 but, but like no, no, but like at best, ah, uh, yeah. Like, okay, I don't. Okay, if there's if there's two things we should not overreact to, it's it's preseason and it's summer league, right? Yeah, I look at summer league for one reason only. I don't care what the first year player does. You know, I don't care what the rookie does. The one the, what I look for summer league is that. You have if you're a sec if you're going into your sophomore season, that means you've played in the league for a year. If 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 you underperform against other teams, future UPS men, that is a red flag. <laughs> yeah. Again, if you're a rookie and you do great, doesn't matter. We all remember Kevin Knox. If we do if you're a rookie and you do not as great, doesn't matter. Trey Young. In summer league, as rookie was not good. Yeah. If you're a second year guy and you do well, cool. Like for example, Jericho Sims did very well second year, right? But we all know Jericho Sims is a like he's a third he's a third string guy, maybe a backup when the first string guy gets hurt. If you are a second year guy and you struggle, that matters. And during summer league, I saw a player in Deuce McBride who could not get to the rim. 
as much and our head coach, if you're a point guard and you cannot get to the rim, he has no use for you. That's why he had no use for that's why he had no use for Frank. He couldn't get to he struggled getting to the rim and the shot was not consistent enough. That and when you're six foot two, and I'm probably being nice, <laughs> if you can't get the shot up, you can only do but so you, you and you can't shoot and you can't finish the stuff at the uh, consistently at the rim, you're in trouble. Yeah. I think when Chris says Bro, the, the the Frank comparison. I think it's a great comparison. I actually said this to someone last night that, like, he's a tenth man in the sense that, like, like we saw Frank get minutes in the conference finals game, right? But and I was Frank Hive all day. But it's like, yes, I need five minutes here. And to Chris's point, the offense can survive if I put Frank on the court for these five minutes. But am I going to play him twenty? If I have to play him twenty, something is wrong. See, I mean, see, that's the thing. Like the Dallas Mavericks this season are planning. Um, like, does anyone know who their backup point guard is? Because I'm pretty sure it's Frank Nelikina. <laughs> and <laughs> they're planning to give him a real rotation role. What's cool about the Dallas Mavericks is that they have this guy in their starting lineup who's arguably a top four to three player in the NBA today. And they have this guy coming off the bench named Christian Wood who can give you, I don't know, 20 and 10 off the bench every night. So it's like, Listen, they have offense. Frank, they can afford those minutes. Tom Thibodeau would have traded all seven of the hairs he had left that year if he could have gotten to 100 points a night. So it's like if if he's just trying to get to 100 points a night, he can't play Frank. The Mavericks are trying to get to 150 a night. So they can afford to play Frank and only score 130, you know? That's a great point. Thanks, thank you, Sean. Thanks, Sean. Thanks, for, thanks for your questions. Appreciate of course, it. thanks, thanks guys. In, bro. Of course, thanks, guys. Keep 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 uh keep these morning conversations on. It's a perfect way to start the weekend. Hey, appreciate that, and we will. Thank you, man. Yeah, I, I will say I make no promises. That's this will be every Saturday morning, but you know we can give it a shot for now and we'll see if it works. Yeah, again, we'll see how it works, but but and, weekly, yeah. weekly spaces, yeah, weekly, weekly for sure. And again. Chris is a college student, so I do not expect him to be up before 11 <laughs> consistently. Um, I wish I could – and I don't say – I say it's out of hate because I wish I could sleep till 11 a.m., but that is no longer the case. All right, we're going to go to <laughs> – we're, we're going to go to Dom Cappuccini, uh, a K, again, a KFS, uh, a, a KFS supporter for the longest, and then after him we'll go to Vivek. Uh, Dom, the floor is yours. Hey, thank you very much, Sean. I appreciate it. Very kind words. Um, and also, you know, congratulations on your addition to the next film school. Um, I, yes, sir. I, I'm so happy that, bro. That's the biggest ad of the summer. What do you know? Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Made up for Tom and Mitchell. No, but you guys. <laughs> oh, no, no, no spider talks. That's that's dead. He, he's an Ohioan now. He's, he's oh, Ohio. the, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's rooting for the Guardians now. Let's leave that guy over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was going to say, no, but I, I'm so happy that we have actually this space now. I, I, I was, I think I had mentioned it sometime to John and I do recall when John had a, a Fuddy on, you know, he warned him about the certain toxic spaces over there, but I know, you know, with these guys, with all of us here, I don't have to worry about it. It's all Nick's talking. It's all good. We have our disagreements, but at the end of the day, you know, we all root for the same team. My thing, uh, with my take on, uh, last night was I agree with the the speaker a few speakers ago about there's something about the offense that looks a little more fluid. Obviously, it's preseason, and once you start feel you know getting that good feeling, then sure enough, they start mucking it up a little bit. But I had a good 
positive effect. And obviously it does all, you know, revolve around actually having a legitimate, you know, capable point guard. And it almost seemed like, and maybe it was just wishful thinking, but it almost seemed like maybe Julius was kind of playing his role. I didn't catch any of the first game, but I didn't really see a lot of that ISO business from Julius as um, we saw a lot his whole career with the Knicks so far. So I'm happy about that. And um, one thing I did say to John, speaking about that Ohio and that in the aftermath of that, of the fallout, I said, if there's one thing that I'm going to be rooting so hard for to take that bad taste of out of my mouth, it's to see the young guys to really, I mean, really ball out this season, particularly obviously the ones involved that were involved in the trade rumors, Yobi Toppins, uh, Emmanuel Quickly's, Quentin Grimes, all of them. And that's that's what I look forward to, watching OB, you know, kind of pick up the rust off of his jump shot. That was obviously very um, – that, that, was, that was much more enjoyable for me than any highlight dunk he put up. And, you know, and even a little more activity on the defense too was also – very uh, happy. Quickly is quickly. He looks like he's going to continue to progress. Obviously, the only damper is we don't know what's going on with the mysterious injury of Grimes. Is it a day-to-day or a week-to-week type thing? I hope to see him soon because I don't want to be too negative, but and maybe it's because it's just preseason, but I'm not really seeing it with um, Reddish. And it sucks because the guy's got so much talent. But I just don't. I just it just doesn't seem like it just doesn't seem like he's really understands how to be just a role player. And maybe that's it. I don't know. He just he seems out of place. There's a quote. There's a quote from a friend of mine who uh, is not you know big big Twitter person, but who I talk basketball with every day. And and my friend said I'm I'm gonna be really high on Cam Reddish as a rotation player. When mm-hmm. Cam Reddish is high on Cam Reddish as a rotation player, and yeah, I was like, I was like, you know what? I love Cam Reddish. That's a really good way to put it. <laughs> That's a really good way to put it because now you're seeing yeah. him start to buy in, right? You're seeing him not, you know, look back to Atlanta, right? But that season before he got traded, Cam Reddish, he he took thirty percent of his shots were were mid range jumpers. Okay, thirty percent of his shots were were mid range jumpers. On those shots. He shot 30%. Exactly. So yeah. he, he, that's not the kind of basketball that Tom Thibodeau was ever going to play. Right. No, so it's like, yeah. it's, it's hard for him to earn minutes playing like that. He mm-hmm. was already at a disadvantage before he even played a minute for New York because Tibbs looks at the film. He says, oh, I don't want to play that. Right. So basically, he gets here. He tries changing his style of play a little bit. He's a little more conducive to, uh, Productive offensive plays. Um, he's funky, yeah. He's forcing deflections on defense with his leg. Yes, he is. Yeah. And then he gets hurt. Now we're back. He gets hurt again. Now we're back. And he, I don't want to judge him too much off of a game where he was no. you know, maybe still hurt, but like he didn't do anything. And, and, I, and I'm not trying to say, oh, like, you know, he he didn't like play a perfect game. He still no, like he literally didn't do anything. Like it was kind of upsetting. It was it was also just the confusion on him. Like yes, he was active at times with the deflections and he used his wingspan, but there was also times where like why is that guy open in the corner or even healed? Why is he healed? You know, over there. Like there was like said confusions that 
we kind of got used to that. Even I don't even know if Fournier would have as much of a problem with, you know, we just got a quote from Cam Reddish. Cam Reddish finding it difficult, adjusting to his new group. The quote right. is, it's hard as shit. And, so, no, uh, no, yeah, it there's, is. There's that and, too, man. Right. And and it's unfortunate because, no, as we all know, as soon as Grimes is, is healthy, he's going to go, Reddish is going to go back to 10th, 11th man rotation. And then it's like, well, well, what value do you have on him for future whatever? You know, I would love to see the kid fall out. I would love to see him be a, a number three and, and whatnot, but I don't know what it's meant to, you know, I just, it doesn't appear, but we'll see, you know, he's going to need to really show something though in a short period of time. And that's just, it's unfortunate, but that's just the business. And just one real quick point I just want to say about Mitch. I think Mitch is going to be a force and going back to John among one of our weakness, of a few weaknesses of why we had such a bad start, the point guard issue not as much as it was cracked up to be losing Derrick Rose, Julius Randle, and then the the inconsistency of the front court. I was always behind that. Mitch was taking his time trying to, you know, come back from the surgery. Nerlens Noel was a shell of himself. Maybe no fault of his own, but he wasn't worth the contract. And we were struggling. Mitch is going to be a force. I can already see it. He's pushing around Miles Turner. He's just even though if his numbers don't even pop up at times, it just his presence, and I saw some of uh, uh, Benji's uh, thread from the game I missed, and, you know, there was his just his attention to detail on defense. And on a smaller point, Hartenstein, obviously his offense wasn't so great, particularly last night, but he looks like he's going to be such a, a vast improvement on, on both ends from Nerlens Noel. I don't want to say as a whole, but Nerlens Noel from last year. And that's all. That's all. Yeah. Thank you guys very much for letting me Thank you, man. Hartenstein's a great change up to your to your fastball there with Mitch. Um I, I, I really like what he brings versatility wise. Uh you see him make some good passes from the paint out to the corner for open threes, and you're just like, Yes, like he saw it. Yeah. Yes, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh it's encouraging to see. Uh I, I did I, I do think with Mitchell Robinson to, to acknowledge your first point, uh that you have to be encouraged by yeah. the shape he showed up in to start this preseason. Uh, last season, you know, he was not in shape for a very long time. It made it very hard uh, for him to be out there playing productively for long stints, you know? So, you know, if you could get that out of him this season, uh, yeah, you're looking at, at a, a you know, at, at top 15 starting center at absolute worst, which is would make that contract worth it. If, well, if he really... If he really you know, plays up on defense and does what we know Mitch can do over the course of a full season. If he plays like seventy games out of the eighty-two, we could be looking at oh yeah, a top ten center. So uh, you know, listen, I, I I think this could work out well for us. This contract, I, I think the fact that it's descending is what allows me to deal with the the AAV. Um, but I just, you know, I hate giving centers those kind of contracts, no matter what. It's just like a personal thing. So it, it's, it was tough for me to be like, I love this. But when you see him show up in the shape that he did, you, you kind of just don't care about the money because you've got a good basketball player. So, yeah. Potentially, it's a huge positive ripple effect for the whole team. And it's only two free throws, but his shooting looked a lot more fluid. Yeah, you know, apparently he was working on his free throw over the summer. Right, yeah. 
Um, we'll see how that plays out. You want to see him make more than half of them consistently. <laughs> um, I really don't know. Yeah. He asked for, for too much else there. Um, he's talking about post moves. Don't just don't. He's yeah. he, he just don't. He he he. Every year it's something else that he's going to add to his game. Uh, three pointers, dribbling, passing, post moves. Every year it's something new, and then it never happens. And then he posts on his Instagram story about how the that he's getting held back. And it's just like okay, um, don't don't do it. Don't don't get held back. Just. just <laughs> Just don't, just don't even bother. You know, he's so good at what he does. Yeah. You know? and, and until we know that he actually has the energy to fully devote to doing it, then, you know, let, let's wait and see. But I, I genuinely believe that Mitchell Robinson can have a very big season for this team holding us up on the defensive end. Uh, and, a, and a lot of the reason for that, too, is who we've got on offense now. He really just has to worry about catching lobs again. Like, I feel like last season... Kemba and Burks and whoever else, well, they were not really finding him like that. Now we've got Jalen Brunson who's going to look for him down low. Jalen's got a role man now. He's going to use him. We know RJ likes to throw lobs to Mitch. We know RJ likes to find Mitch down low and, and get the ball to him for easy dunks and easy points. Let's do it, man. Let's ride. Let, let, let's let's play with Mitch. Let's, let's hope he can play the whole season. And let's, let's get a big year out of him. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Dom. Appreciate Thank it. you, Dom. Yep. Yeah. Oh, you're welcome. I'll be happy to come back again. This is great. Thank Absolutely. you, guys. You're all welcome anytime. Um, <laughs> Appreciate it. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey guys, quick break to tell you about Factor. Factor makes it easy to eat clean 24-7 with fresh, never-frozen, prepared meals that are so delicious you wouldn't believe they're actually good for you. Factor saves you time by delivering chef-crafted meals to your doorstep, eliminating the hassle of grocery shopping and meal prep. Not to mention cleanup. No dishes to wash here. Each Factor meal arrives pre-prepared and ready to eat in two minutes. That's even faster than ordering in. Factor tackles the tough stuff so I don't have to. Their registered dietitians and expert chefs work hand-in-hand to create meals with nutritious ingredients. And with 29 meal options each week, I'm never bored. Going off script for this next part to tell you just how convenient and delicious I've found Factor. My to-do list is usually never-ending. I rarely have time for meal prep. When Factor sent me a box to test out, I chose the extra protein option. They sent me a week's worth of meals, and I had no idea just how convenient this was going to be. 
Each meal comes pre-prepared. You just put it in the microwave for two minutes, wait another two minutes for it to cool down, and boom, in four minutes, my meal is ready, and it's delicious as well. Last night while I was editing this podcast, I heated up the pork shepherd's pie with white cheddar Yukon mash and roasted green beans. Not only was the prep time non-existent, but I was able to get a lunch break in and still get the podcast out for all of you to hear without taking a significant break. They have plenty of other meal options as well. There's vegan and veggie meals, keto, low-calorie options, cold-pressure juices, smoothies, energy bites, plant-based bars, extra protein, the one I chose, veggie sides, and more to keep you fueled and focused all day long. Don't hesitate. Head to go.factor75.com slash filmschool130 and use promo code filmschool130 to get $130 off across six boxes. That's filmschool130 at go.factor75.com slash filmschool130 for $130 off. Let's go to another longtime KFS supporter, Vivek. Vivek, welcome to the stage. Um, I've been a big fan of yours for the longest. I don't know why I'm sucking up to you, but I think you deserve it. And I'm curious to hear what you have to say. So, um, Vivek, the floor is yours. No, thank you, thank you, thank you. First off, congrats uh, for joining, officially joining the KFS family. Um, you know, you're definitely a, you're definitely a, a pretty important addition uh, to the team. Uh, you know, it's crazy thinking about, you know, all the origins of KFS from like, you know, like 2017 2018 periscope days to like you know now we're on spaces and stuff it's it's kind of it's kind of crazy now one day <laughs> i'll tell the story about how i discovered jonathan macri that'll be another uh that's for another that's for another space for another yeah, 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 yeah. but you're right i like i remember jonathan the periscope days. so it's amazing what we what kfs has become now from back in those days yeah i forget i i, I have a hard time pinpointing the exact game but you know that was the that was Macriot as a uh, ultimate you know uh, ultimate optimist, uh, which he still is. But you know that was like the ultimate optimism. Uh, love those days. Uh, but yeah, uh, listen, I, I you know I didn't really watch these two games in full fledge. You know where I like paid attention to every single you know play and every like every microcosm of the moment. Um, but you know I was I I caught up a little bit uh, yesterday. Um, you know, I think obviously like that second quarter, basically, uh, you know, that just like, you know, took the Pacers out of the game, uh, for better, for worse. Um, so, you know, they were kind of like going in the motions after that. Um, but, you know, I think some of the things that popped out for me, you know, obviously I think from the starters for the most part, you know, Brunson, RJ, Mitch, uh, they've had pretty good two games so far. Um, Brunson, I think. The biggest thing to keep an eye out for now is just to see how he handles these uh the pick and roll on defense. Um, I know people have um, observed and noticed, you know, some miscommunication here and there. So we gotta keep an eye out for that from the team defense point of view. Um, I think it's more team than it is individual. Um, so there's a little more. We gotta just gotta keep an eye out on how the synergy, um, you know, improves uh, from game to game as we head on to the regular season. Um, you know that's that's more something to keep an eye out for, uh, but overall, I think on offense is just uh, it's just night and day um, compared to everybody else we've had over these, God knows how many years. Um, you know, I think if you compare him last year, obviously Brunson is not like he will defer, 
but he's not deferential in a sense. You know, I think when you saw it with like Kemba, yep. you know, Kemba was more, um, you know, like he was just too nice basically as a point guard. He was so, trying to fit. He was trying to fit in, and he was yeah. trying to play nice. No, but he was more like you know, like the here's the way. Like I don't know if you call it Kemba. He was at the he was in Charlotte yesterday watching. I think the Celtics um, in Charlotte. Like, you know, he's like, you know, he's probably one of the nicest guys you might ever meet, right? You know, so like he has like that type of like, like that energy, right? Um, but like, it's as a point guard, <laughs> it's just tough to have that. Like, you almost got to be like, listen, like, you're not going to get the ball here. Like, you got to like, you know, I'm going to give you the ball, but not right here. And I think Brunson can do that. And I think he's, he's building that like synergy up, um, you know, over the course of practices and games. So I, I think it's it's a total night and day. Um, but I think the one of the biggest things, you know, unlike Kemba um, and many of our point guards, except for, I think, D. Rose when he was playing, um, he's such a great finisher around the rim. Like, you know, some of those layup attempts and stuff, that is like, it kind of reminded me of, of Rose in a sense when Rose was able to get into, like, the paint with such ease. And this is really more 2021 than it was last year. Um, just like he, if he like puts up a layup, he doesn't miss. That's that's just that kind of vibe I'm getting. Um, so you know I I've been I've been I've been very impressed. Um, you know I I'm very impressed with Mitch. Uh, I think Mitch is like at a he's at his best playing weight. But what also impresses me is I think he knows where he needs to be on the floor, and he knows. Okay, I can like dribble. I can like put two dribbles and just go. So you know, I can make a move, right? You know, I, I think we're starting to see that type of progression where he's not just simply a, you know, a finisher. He's not just simply a role man. You know, you can kind of use him in different circumstances and situations um, that will have an intangible impact. And I think we started seeing some of that. So I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty uh, you know impressed by what I've seen so far. Um, you know, Julius is Julius. I wish, I wish he spent more time shooting threes in the, in the off season. Because I think, I think that if if he was such, if he could, if he can hit his threes at above thirty five percent this season, like that'll basically like offset some of the other frustrations we have with him as a player. Um, like I just wish he can hit the threes. Um, like that one for seven yesterday. I mean, yes, there was some silly season going on yesterday, but. Like man, that was rough to see. Uh, Cam, yeah, listen, I don't know what to say about Cam. Um, and you know, I think, I think, I think uh, going to the bench, you know, it's there's not much to say about OBIQ. Those guys, I think Hardenstein. I think once the team gets used to the fact that we got a a dude who can like you know shoot from three and you know he can pass the ball a little bit more, you know, I'm looking forward to see how uh, the coaching staff kind of optimizes him a bit better and optimizes the team that he's around a bit better. Maybe it, maybe it's, it involves, you know, staggering starters a little bit more. And maybe you see, maybe you see Hartenstein's skills being a uh, better leveraged. Uh, if you put a couple starters around him uh, and, uh, you know, a couple bench players too. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, and I guess the last five guys, I don't know, you know, I think we have one two way spot open. So, uh, the question is of Jalen Harris, a uh, Farron Hunt. I guess who's gonna get that final two-way spot, right? <laughs> you know, 
I wouldn't lose. I wouldn't lose sleep over the. No, no, no. I'm, 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 I'm saying it just more facetiously, right? <laughs> yeah. Like I don't I, actually, know. Actually, I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be Archie Diakono, just simply because it, that's um. God. So, so I, I I have Archie get the last. So remember, there were there were two spots open, right? So I already have him pegged for the, one of the final roster spots. Like so. Yeah, he's not I, going anywhere. Yeah, he's so, a mascot. I, I don't. <laughs> I don't want him. And he's also friends of our point guard. That's why he's not going anywhere. Yeah, so no, if I count the final five, right? So, like, you know, like, the final five guys is, like, Deuce, Cam, Sims. And then I think Archie Diakno gets, like, one of those spots. And I think, I believe Svee will get the final spot. And then, really, Keels is your, uh, is already on a two-way. So, it really is Harris, Hunt. And I don't think that Daquan Jeffries, I, I mean, God bless him. I don't think he's no. going to get a two-way spot. So, no. you know, uh, it's going to be one of those two. So, I, I know what to, to lean into the full um, title of this podcast of this uh, show slash podcast overreaction. So he looked good yesterday. <laughs> so he's a gunner. He's a gunner when he plays. Uh, he 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 shot the three. What was it? Uh, was it last season or the season before? He shot like forty percent or something from three. Um. So I gotta pull it up right now. Yeah, he's not a he is not afraid to put it up. Um, and yes, granted, this was in preseason garbage time, which is the ultimate garbage time. But to your point, like he's a gunner. Like he got that he got that ball. He has some space. That ball is going up. And you know, like listen, when you're when you're fighting for a roster spot, that's what you got to do. You just can't be you know passive. You can't be tentative. And that, you got to just play your position right, right? So you know. Like, when Spee, he knows that if he's ever going to get minutes, right? Like, he's probably going to get minutes, say, if, you know, we're short on the wings. And, you know, maybe a combination of Evan and Grimes are both hurt or something along those lines, right? So, you know, it's going to be one of those situations where if he ever got minutes, like, it would just to be like, oh, listen, I got to shoot threes. So he knows his role. Deuce knows his role, too. Like, listen, like, if I need defense or whatever, he knows he's going to come in just for those, like, you know, 10 to 30 seconds. Like, listen, I'm going to play defense, and that's about it. Um, but, you know, I mean, most of these guys, they're just going to be waffling back and forth between, you know. I don't know. If, are they playing in Bridgeport this season? Are they, or is Westchester, did they get that uh, stadium back? Um, or their arena back? I think they were in Bridgeport for, like, last year because I think they were using the Westchester Community Center for uh, – I think they're using it. For like, I, I hope. You know, I hope they're. I, I hope they're in Westchester because I actually live. I actually live very close to the uh, the county center, and I plan to definitely check out Deuce drop. You know, thirty eight, twelve, and fifteen on 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 G, <laughs> on G League opposition repeatedly, which could then causes the uh, the fan base to say Deuce needs to be in the rotation. But I, I, <laughs> I personally think a quick tangent. I think Deuce is a quadruple A player. And if you're a baseball guy, you know. You know that's a great analogy, actually. I was gonna say like that because like the the G League itself it just gives you like an overinflated sense of of certain players. But yeah, like that quadruple A type of guy is actually a perfect analogy. Like where you're just like you're too good for the G League, but like you're not. You know you can't break a rotation spot, right? Yep. So like you said, tenth man. I think tenth man might actually be. I mean that might be a bit ceiling, but at currently right now it's still like eleven or twelve. He has to get the shot off, and I, I'm no I'm no shot doctor by the way, um, but I just saw in the first game it seemed like you ever seen like a kid just like basically like 
push his shot, you know, whenever like they're like shooting a basketball. Like he seemed, it seemed like he was like pushing his threes a little bit. Now, like some people said, oh, the form is fine, but it seemed it just seemed very uh, like he was like pushing it. I, I don't know, something seemed a little bit off when he was trying to shoot threes. Um, I didn't he, notice. I didn't notice that. I'll take a look at that. Um, but for me, I think the reason why I say tenth man, and I say I think like on a contending team. He's a 10th man um, on a team like this where, you know, our ceiling is 40, our absolute ceiling, if everything goes right, is 58 wins. 58 wins. Woo, 48 wins. Um, <laughs> if it's 48 wins, you know, do you – a guy like Deuce, like there may not be as many situations for Deuce, for, for his skill set. Like, okay, I need like five minutes for you to shut this dude down. Um, and you know, and, and while the offense carries you, but I mean, I think we're both saying the same thing. It's like Deuce is on the fringes of being a rotation player, which, and that's okay. You know, not everyone can be, not everyone can, not everyone deserves to play 25 minutes tonight. It's just, it's just the nature of the, of the league. No, uh, I mean, that's the nature of the draft of, you know, if you, if you draft 60 guys or if you draft, I wouldn't even say 60 guys, if you draft, let's say. The forty-five of the sixty guys after the fifteenth pick, right? Or you know, we can say whatever threshold, right? Of uh, 45, 50 guys. You know, how many of them are going to be continu- uh, consistent rotation players? Like, there's only it's just the the way you know sports works. So you you're not everyone is going to play you know twenty twenty five minutes a game. Uh, it's just that's just not realistic. Um, and if that was the case, then you know, like we would have more players that are needing minutes than I guess like. You know, uh, it's just it's just not realistic, right? So, um, but yeah, I mean, I, again, I think with Deuce, it's if you look at it from a, like a logic tree, right? So, say, you know, D Rose is gonna not he's he's gonna miss games this season, whether people like it, he could lose, he could have lost thirty pounds, he could lose, you know, however many pounds, he's gonna lose, he's gonna miss some games, right? Agree. So, if he misses games, the logic tree is gonna be like this: they're they're gonna move IQ to be to just take those minutes that he would have played anyways so if anything what happens is that they tighten the rotation to nine and you know iq just takes a blend of those minutes and other people take get more minutes in the starting unit whatever it is if they don't do that then i guess what happens is then they may elevate you know they could elevate they could potentially elevate cam and get he get he becomes the 10th man so like deuce is still like third on that pecking order because it's still like you know, I think like it's it's on the decision tree. It's still like you know he'd have to basically like the only way he gets above you know the pecking orders if he just if he figured out how to like be a like a very good offensive player. But he like he'd have to be like very 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 like he basically he cannot miss from three, and he he'd have to be a marksman, and that's just not who he is. True story. True story. Like, I think we agree. Like Deuce is a third guard. And yeah. to your point, if, you know, when Derrick Rose misses time, because he's going to miss time, Tibbs could absolutely go to a nine-man rotation. And then, you know, maybe and maybe here and there for a game or two, he's like, all right, dude, she'll get like 15, 20, 25 minutes. Um, but, you know, that's who he is. But that, but that's okay. It's a, that, that is a good problem to have. Like, the, the, the fact that we're not depending on a second-round pick to play tons of minutes because we have Jalen Brunson and we have – Derrick Rose, and we have Emmanuel quickly um, to, to to fill in. 
is a good thing. And I know some people are probably cringing, like, yeah, but Derrick Rose is old. This, you know, he's a bad. He has no, it's no long-term future. And that I do understand. I do also think that because we because we spent so long in the point guard wilderness, anyone who did anything, we're like, all right, maybe he's the answer. So, like, you know, Deuce had that game last season when he started against Houston, and he put up a really good stat line. He had over 20. And then everyone's like, all right, well, clearly here's the answer. It's not because they said that he was the answer, but it was like, well, listen, he's better than Elf. <laughs> you know, he's better than Burks. Why not give him a shot? But I think we know where Deuce is. Um, and, you know, I, Tibbs – and listen, for, for the people who hate Tibbs, you love Deuce, but you hate Tibbs, listen, if this is any other coach, he's probably gone by now. So we have the to only so the one upside to the I mean, I'll end now because before it's too late. But I guess the one main upside this season compared to last is that you know Tibbs does not have a clutch in Alec Burks, um, where he can just say, "Okay, something goes wrong, I'm going to play this vet." Right? Like because you're basically betting on you know you had to bet on Rose basically like being healthy again, which is not happening. So. Like, you know, he's he who is he gonna go to if someone's ineffective, right? Like he's not gonna go like he's gotta go to quickly. He's gotta play somebody young. You know, there's no there's no vet on that vet unit to basically to basically be his clutch. Uh, so also uh, one final thing. Um, you know, I think you mentioned Sims a little bit too. I think Sims is in a similar predicament in a sense where, you know, I it, it's just tough for him to really get those get minutes at the moment until unless you know i mean i think hardenstein's going to be more of a a focal point um in the second unit so i think what will what will have to happen i think sims will have to learn how to be more of a a little bit more better passer i think um as a as a potential anchor uh so he'll he you know maybe he'll be spending some time in westchester or something uh, and I wish they did this in the G League where they basically, you know, they don't focus on just the raw stats there, but they focus on specific things. Like imagine like, imagine if Sims was playing in a game and all he was doing is, okay, I'm going to be throwing these like, you know, flex cut passes or whatever it is, right? Like I would, that would make the G League so more, so much more, um, you know, fruitful and so much more productive for, you know, players like him to like, to focus on really, really uh, minute aspects, just like very specific details to the game that he needs to work on to be NBA ready. So, you know, I think, you know, I would use that opportunity to really focus on some of those things where, you know, he can be more of a, you know, a useful rotation player. And, you know, when somebody does get hurt, he can easily seem, he can easily like just, you know, um, assimilate in without any issue. Um, But that's that. Um, again, congrats, uh, you know, for joining the team and the study hall is great. Um, and I hopefully will join more of these, um, as the season goes, season goes on. Appreciate you, Vivek. Appreciate you. And, um, it's great to have you, man. Yeah. If you're not following Vivek, you should. Vivek is part of the team of the Strickland. Um, the Strickland does great work. Um, as I say all the time, there's more than enough Knicks fans for everyone on Twitter to eat. So, um, definitely check out him follow him and check out what they're doing at the Strickland also. Um, so I think that's it. I think we plan to do like a little past an hour, almost at an yeah, hour and a half. We, we, roughly, good. We, were, we were like 11 at 12.30 maybe. And look at us. And here we are. Um, any last words, Chris, before we before we yeah. find out? Yeah, I actually do have some last words. Um, I, I do. And I had them planned for the end of the show, 
because it's not because I don't want people to push back. You can go ahead and tweet at me, but I'm never going to change my mind on this. No one's ever going to convince me otherwise. Tyrese Halliburton is not good. That guy is so freaking overrated. I absolutely hate him. I think oh, I don't hate him as a player. He's fun to watch, but his fans are so annoying. I got told by someone over the offseason that like I was like he's not that good and they were like he's literally 2005 CP3. Like he's literally Chris Paul from 2005. It's like when people say John Moran is like prime Derrick Rose. Like get a grip on reality. Freaking uh Halliburton's not that good. He has pissed running down his legs every time he's on defense. He gives up twice as many points as he scores or creates with assists. I'm so sick and tired of this discourse that the Knicks screwed up the draft pick and that they didn't take Tyrese Halliburton. Put your thumb in your mouth and go sit in the corner. I don't care. Shut up about it. I think Obi Toppin is like, I'm going to get myself in trouble. I think Obi Toppin is as good as Tyrese Halliburton today and i think that they're both connectors tyrese halliburton is a connector he's not a point guard he's not a primary initiator he needs a screen to do literally anything he's a connect obi toppin is a big connector that's what's so fun about his game is that he's an electric passer and he moves the ball he moves off the ball he does everything you need from a connector at the power forward spot they're the same type of player i think they're just as good as each other today i would literally rather have obi i'd rather have obi on my team than halliburton don't let tom thibodeau determine how you evaluate players and don't let the media trick you into thinking that every new young point guard is the best thing since sliced bread just because the knicks didn't draft him thanks john i love you and you know why? Because I have been screaming about this Halliburton shit forever. And now, let me take a step back. I'm not saying he's bad. I think Tyrese Halliburton is a good basketball player. Yes, he, he is good. However, this idea that Tyrese Halliburton is the second coming of Chris Paul and he's going to... It is insane. I remember last year, so when the trade happened, and people were basketball Twitter, particularly NBA analytics Twitter, were losing their minds. How could they trade this guy? He's going to be this. He's going to be that. I actually remember I started a space. And I actually got a back and forth with my man, um, Jada Wakanda tech support. And I said, to him, I said, first of all, the king got the better player in this trade. They got an all-star. Let's start there. And people try to push back on me. It's like, you're going to tell me right now that Tyrese Halliburton is better than DeMontis Sabonis? Like, right now? No. That's number one. Number two, this, like, is he the best player on a championship team? No. Is he the second best player on a championship team? I didn't dignify that one with an answer. I'll say no to this one. Maybe if I squint in the dark New Year's Eve, so there's fireworks, or it's July 4th, and it's fireworks. Maybe. Third best player? I can see him being the third best player on a title team. So why are we losing our minds about the third best player on a team? I, it's, it's, it's insane. And to your point, I'm tired of the uh, the, the OB and Tyrese comparison. He's, he's really we, good. But if you look at the tweet that I put up in the space just now, this dude from the ringer, he like runs the ringer over like he runs content over there. He said Obi Toppin over Tyrese Halliburton will haunt me. 
just as Frank Delacchino over Donovan Mitchell, Yaman Shumpert over Tobias Harris, Jordan Hill over DeMar DeRozan, and Ronaldo Balkman over Rajon Rondo haunt me. Haunt. Like, get a grip. Jesus Christ. I, I'm not even trying to, like, I didn't go on that rant to be like, oh, if you're not a Nick, you suck. Like, no. I think there are a lot, like, he's, I think Halliburton's really good. The thing is that there's a lot of Nick fans that do this thing where they're like, oh, Nick fans overrate their young players. Everyone else's young players are actually really good and ours suck. And it's like, okay, like you're, what, are you getting like brownie points from fans of other teams for doing this? You know what I mean? Like, like being a fan is about being a fanatic. It's in the name to be crazy. Like you're not, yeah, I don't know. There's no like moral high ground for thinking Halliburton is better than Toppin. Like you can think whatever you want. Um, I just, and, and this I, is and, and Sean Finnessy writes is part of the Ringer, and we already know like they are conditioned to even the Knicks fans are conditioned to act a certain way because we know who their boss is. So like seeing this is just like okay, okay, haunt. All right, but that's that. I had to go on that rant because when we play the Pacers, like the la- like several times I've seen us play the Pacers, and the best player for them has been Chris Duarte. Or last year it was Sabonis or Duarte. And, like, I don't know. Halliburton just doesn't – he's really good at basketball. Um, and as he gets, you know, older, I assume he'll improve defensively enough to the point where he'll be a really valuable starter to have in playoff games. I just, like, I think Obi can also be that. I don't get why we have to cry and sob and weep and bawl because we took Obi over Halliburton. Like, there are Nick fans that still today are like, yo – that was like really bad from the front office. Like, what? What? You could say it was really bad for the front office to hire a coach that wasn't going to play their draft pick. He's good. He's clearly good. He put up 20, 10, and three on 58% shooting as a starter in 10 games last year. Like, he didn't just like poop those stats out. Like, they happened. Like, he did them. <laughs> you know? Uh, it, it, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's. <sighs> But Some go ahead people and wrap misery. us up, man. Go ahead and wrap us right. up. I, I'm done. I'm done with my, my <laughs> I, like ten I, minute rant is over. <laughs> I'm I'm just with you on the t- the Tyrese Halliburton love in is just like let's settle down. All right, thank you to everyone who pulled up and spoke on stage. We appreciate you. Obviously, we cannot do this without you, or else it will just me and Chris could just talk to each other on the phone, right? So thanks to everyone. Um, we are going to figure out a consistent time for this. Um, so right now it's going to move around. For you know, for the next week or two, um, and then we'll, we'll figure something out. Chris, thank you very much for you know being my co-host as I foray into you know hosting spaces by reputable media organizations, and I consider KFS a reputable media organization. So I appreciate you. Um, and well, Jeremy Lin, be- Jeremy Lin called John a journalist. He so did, I, I, and I, I was actually shocked. Um, <laughs> John, but but because well, John, listen, John takes his job seriously and john isn't john has never been one to lean into you know mix for clicks or things for engagement so yeah like john has an objectivity when it comes to covering his basketball team unless it involves tom Thibodeau, julius randall rj barrett but i digress uh talk tell him (laughs) and with that we're gonna wrap it up thanks again everyone for coming to the second episode of nick's film school study hall if you're listening on the podcast please uh make sure you leave a five star rating on apple Podcasts or whatever podcast app that you use if you're not going to leave a five star rating just keep it to yourself 
it's, it's, it's all nothing around here. But we appreciate you either way. Thanks, everyone. Have a good morning. Go next. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.